0: You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan.
1: Well, it's that time, 10.30. Tep little John Mellon can't bring us in here to the Eagles conversation. Our NFL gives insider Johnny Mack follow John McMullen on Twitter at jF mcMullen phillyvoice.com si.com is where you can find all of John's written work and you can listen to John host extending the play every Saturday morning right here on am 1490 10 a.m to 11 a.m. John how you doing you watching some NBA tonight? John, you with me? John? Maybe the melon Camp got him too too fired up. I don't know <laughs> what happened with John there. Johnny Mack?
2: Now I got you. Okay. All I was getting was John Kugger Mellon Camp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I went too heavy with Mellon Camp. But it happens to the best of us. John. Lost him again. John, can you hear me? All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna disconnect that because that's not certainly good radio. We'll try and we'll try an effort, John. Here in a second. Um, I don't know. I guess I went too hard on Mellencamp, Conlon. I don't really know what happened there.
0: Did you scare? Did you scare Johnny Mack off? With I, that, I think with I the, did the hardcore tunes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's usually. How about now, John? Can you hear me now?
2: Uh, I barely got you. I can. Barely hear Ryan Rothstein.
1: Wow. I um, hear well,
2: John Cougar great.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we could go twenty minutes of of Camp, but I don't know if that's gonna be the best segment. How about now, John? do you hear me like half decently?
2: Uh you're very, very low uh, as we as we handle audio issues on air. Yeah, you got a lot in there. Have have Tomlin speak.
1: Yeah, Conlon, why don't you give this a mic check live on air? Got to love it.
2: There we go. You can hear me better? Now it's 100%.
1: All right, there we go. Good (laughs) stuff. All right, John, Um, are you watching NBA tonight?
2: No, I'm actually watching uh, Varsity Blues for some bizarre reason. (laughs) Watching uh, Johnny Moxon.
1: (laughs) That's never a bad decision, by the way. It's never a bad decision to go Johnny Moxon.
2: It's more of Allie Larder, but Johnny Moxon as well.
1: All right, so let's get into it here um, on uh, December 22nd edition of your Football Fix. Uh, Where should we start? I asked Conlon this in the second segment here tonight, and I heard Colin Cowherd just say something interesting, and I'm completely with you, John. I defer to you always, but the Eagles aren't going to go on the hook for Carson Wentz if they want to trade him. But Colin Cowherd said this, You're paying Carson Wentz, and you're not paying Jalen Hurts. So if you really do want to get rid of him, can't you look at it as you're just paying Carson and paying Jalen? Like it's a two-for-one type of thing with how cheap Jalen Hurts' contract is, if if they even are able to find a buyer.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been pretty consistent. I think the issue isn't finding a buyer. I, I think there's enough quarterback-desperate teams that uh, you could work something out to where uh, you can trade Carson, um, and, and there will be teams in, in interested. But the issue comes from the Eagles' side, and that's not changing, and that's the dead money. And, you know, I've been through this. It's been a rough day on Twitter. People can't understand the difference between dead money and salary cap. It's not about the salary cap. You can move things around with the salary cap. It's about the dead money. No matter what the Eagles do, if they move on from Carson Wentz, if they trade him, it's $34 million of dead money, of Jeffrey Lurie's dead money. In a year where revenues are down 200 or 250 million dollars already because of the pandemic, according to Forbes, that's their estimate, um, and that would be an NFL record, and not just an NFL record. It would explode the NFL record, which would not only anger other owners. He is. I mean, Jeffrey Lurie's not Jerry Jones. He's not willing. He's not. He's not George Steinbrenner. He's not willing to say, "Okay, the record's twenty-one million dollars, where people have taken their medicine. I'm going to make that thirty-four million dollars." It ain't happening. Period.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, it, it's. It seems like it's that simple, but it's a very complicated situation, as we're all well aware. Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts. Um, I asked you the other day what can happen, like how does the remainder of this season impact things, but you've been steadfast on this point, and I think it's just the most, I know it's the most accurate, realistic point, that they, they're they just not able to take that hit uh, and get rid of him. So I just don't know where the light at the end of the tunnel is, John, like we've already talked about.
2: No, when you make a mistake like this, I mean, you're in purgatory for a year. They can move on in 2022, and that's that's where the Eagles are. And that's, you know, it was interesting. Andrew Brandt brought it up, and so I'll give him credit first. You know, they're more likely, and this is not by any stretch, and people are going to take this the wrong way, but they're more likely, if anything, to trade Jalen Hurts than Carson Wentz. If Jalen Hurts continues to play well in these final two games and you can convince somebody to give you a first-round pick, they're more likely to do that because they can't trade Carson Wentz because uh, of the contract. And, you know, then we can get into all the ancillary things of the relationship and what the organization feels. Um, But that's where they are from a contract standpoint. Now, Again, you know, Jeffrey Lurie, and this is where fans kind of have this disconnect. And I get they don't want to hear it, uh, but it's just the business of sports. This is not about football. It has nothing to do about football. It's all about finance. And I, I like I said, I know they don't want to hear it, but $34 million of dead money has never been done before. It's never been approached.
1: That's not a coincidence. No, it, it it's certainly not. And I guess my my thinking is, well then how do the Eagles how do they swim through next season in all this murky water? And and we've touched on this before, but it's just this story's not going away, people. So it's it's only gonna get bigger and more annoying. So we have to deal with it. But the Eagles are gonna have Carson Wentz next season. Fine. Jalen Hurts continues to develop as much as he can in over a four-week stretch. Maybe he wins the next two and he goes 3-1. and one. Is Carson Wentz going to be named the starter in the offseason? Or are they going to have a fake announcement to say they're battling it out and then give it to Carson? And how are they going to get through next year with all of that surrounding them?
2: I mean, if they're they're both here, I think they're going to have the fake announcement and it's going to be a competition, and Carson's going to be given the inside track and every opportunity to win the starting job. If they're both here, Uh, Jalen will have tremendous hurdles uh, to try to get over. And it would have to be similar to this year. Carson Wine's completely falling uh, on his face again. And I think the hope from the Eagles' perspective is that doesn't happen, and maybe Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, uh, et cetera, Andre Dillard being back uh, helps Carson um, and, and they can get back moving in, in the right direction. I, I think everybody you know, whenever this is over um, and, and the Eagles obviously still have a slight chance to make the postseason, uh, but whenever it's over and if Washington beats Carolina uh, this weekend uh, it'll be over if the Eagles lose At that point, it becomes Jeffrey Lurie's season, and that's what this is about. This is a one-man decision. It's got nothing to do with football, as I said. It's got nothing to do with Howie Roseman at this point. It's got nothing to do with Doug Peterson. He has to make a decision on what he wants to do. He could always decide, hey, let's swallow the medicine. If he thinks Carson Wentz is that far gone, he could agree to take on that dead money. Again, I think it's extremely, extremely unlikely. Uh, But in theory, it's possible. But I I think everyone looks at the three avenues. Is he going to fire Roseman? No. Forget about that. That's 100%. That's not going to happen. That's his BFF. He's not going to fire him. Uh, Is he going to fire Doug Peterson? Um, He shouldn't. If it were based on merit, I've said that's the one guy he shouldn't fire. Uh, But it's also the most likely because he can't move on from Wentz. Now, there are – Everyone is centered on, okay, those three. But there are other things he can do. And we've seen that with Jeffrey Lurie, after disappointing seasons, he tends to do something. He's, he's sort of a change for change sake guy. Um, and he did it last year with Mike Groh. He might do it this year with Dave Fit. I gave the example. You saw the special teams implode. Dave seemed like a dead guy walking today when he was talking. Maybe it's something as simple as that, some changes on the coaching staff. He could go status quo and bring everybody back. And, you know, the fans say they'd be upset about that. But guess what? They're going to show up when they're allowed to show up. They're going to watch. They're not going to leave this team. He knows that. Um, So there's all different avenues he can go. but, you know, the most likely would be the fire of the head coach, and that would also be the biggest mistake you can make. But he's made them before. I assume they will make them again.
0: Hey, John, uh, it's Conlon. Uh, good chat with you. And obviously I don't want to beat a dead horse here, and I just want to get your thoughts because you are at the facility on a daily basis and are more plugged in than most of the national media is. Can I just get your thoughts real quick on the Ryan Clark uh, quote from Get Up the other day? I'm sure you heard it about basically calling Carson Wentz soft and he doesn't have the Philly toughness Jalen Hurts does and Jalen Hurts is Philadelphia. Is that just not really an outlandish take by a guy that really doesn't know Carson Wentz? And is, I just your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I can't even take stuff like that seriously, to be honest. I, I mean – Look, I, you know Carson Wentz. You can criticize him, and uh, hey, he's played poorly this season. I, there's no way around it. Uh, he deserved to be benched. I, I've said it numerous times. He essentially benched himself. Yeah. You know, the one thing, you know, he's tough. Uh, I, I don't know how you can criticize this. This is mm-hmm. a guy who threw, you know, stayed on the field with a torn ACL, yeah, uh, and continued to drive. Uh, wanted to play with a stress fracture in his back. Um, got hit, I, I think, 150 times this season. Yeah, Kept getting le- back, back up. He
0: leads the league in it's just... one of
2: the worst offensive lines. Yeah, leads the league in sack. Yep. Um He didn't leave the lineup because he was injured. He fought through it. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, anybody who who's watched Carson, who's been around Carson... They might have criticisms of him.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Toughness would not be one of them,
0: Yeah, it I, I be. would say. I would agree with that, certainly. Um, let's switch gears because I feel like this is too, too much negative Philly uh, eagle talk. How about Brandon Graham making his first Pro Bowl in 11 seasons? I mean, again, a guy that I don't know if anyone gives more effort on the field than BG. And what are your thoughts? Was, was he deserving? I assume that you definitely believe he was. And just your thoughts on that, Brandon Graham.
2: Yeah, I I thought it was interesting because, yeah, it's long overdue for Brandon. He probably should have made the Pro Bowl, I don't know, five, six years in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been one of the best edge players in this league. But it's one of those things where uh, generally the guys with the big sack numbers are are the ones chosen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's never had tremendous sack numbers, topped out at at nine and a half. But uh, if you talk to opposing coaches, you know, him and Fletcher Cox are the two names always brought up as mm-hmm. as far as game planning for and against uh for the opposition. So the people in in the game know how good he's been. Um yeah, I, I mean he's had better seasons than this. Uh yeah. but he's having another good season. Uh and it's nice that he, he finally got that accolade because I know it's important to him personally.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and even Jim Schwartz said today the coaches were so excited uh, that he finally got um, um, that kind of notoriety. Uh, and, and part of it is also the way, you know, Jim coaches his defensive line. But, yeah. you know, since he got here, and Brandon will tell you, 2016, that's when he really, really took off. And that was probably his best season, 2016, mm-hmm. his best individual season. Um, and obviously the, the Super Bowl strip sack. I, I mean, he's meant so much to this team, so much to this organization. Uh, he's a leader, and it, and he's come so far. I mean, for the first number of years of his career, was always all oh, the Eagles should have taken Earl Thomas. Yeah. The Eagles should have taken Jason Pierre-Paul. And I always thought it was so ironic that he outlasted both of those both guys. Of obviously, right. Earl Thomas in Seattle. JPP and with the Giants, and he's still going with the Eagles.
1: He outlasted JPP's ten fingers, too. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, yeah. <that's, laughs> he certainly did. Uh, John does have an article up uh, about Brandon Graham and Jim Schwartz and their relationship at SI.com, titled, Jim Schwartz has been getting on Brandon Graham for years, and that's a that's a great article, so be sure to check that out, SI.com. Uh, Post it Today. John, I know Jim Schwartz spoke to you guys today as well. Is that correct?
2: Uh, Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously it's weird because I, I think I mentioned yesterday on the show generally when you give up 500 yards and 400 passing yards and DeAndre Hopkins goes off, it's generally not a good day for the defense. But for this team and what they were rolling out there was pretty good. And they hung in created a couple red zone turnovers you know Michael Jaquette out there uh Kavon Seymour Kavon Seymour uh Marcus Epps um and they hung in there they had a chance to win that game uh at the end uh a number of chances and um I always say you know Jim Connett says it's not graded on the curve but even he you know really lauded guys like Jaquette and 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 apps for fighting through such a a difficult situation um and you know it's not going to be easier because those guys are going to have to play um in dallas and you know if if you see what's going on in washington guys i mean maybe it's more likely than not that if the eagles can find a way to beat the cowboys week 17 might be for all the marbles you also need the giants to lose at some point as well but all hope is not lost, shockingly.
0: seems like it always is at the end of the year that it comes down to some divisional matchup. Obviously, last year, beating Dallas at home and then losing to the Seahawks the next week. But like you mentioned, Jim Schwartz, in that last point, is Jim Schwartz is on the chopping block if, you know what I mean, at the end of the season, obviously there will be outcry for moves to be made. It seems like in seasons past, there he's been talked about being let go. But I always kind of vouch for him. I think he does a pretty good job, especially with a team that's decimated by injury every mm-hmm. single year, especially at really important positions like the cornerback position for the Eagles defense. Your thoughts, would Jim Schwartz be on the hot seat at the end of the season?
2: Uh, I, I think uh, that's directly tied to Doug. Uh Certainly, I mean, the vast majority of the coaching staff would be gone uh, if, if they decide to move on uh, from Doug uh, with maybe the possible exception of Deuce Staley who seems to always survive. Uh, you know, he's been through three regimes, Andy, Chip, and and now Doug. Um, so, obviously, Jeffrey Lurie has a lot of respect for him and likes to keep him around. Um, so, the, the entire coaching staff is is kind of tied to Doug. Uh, But I I, I do think if Doug is back, Jim is back. Um, And I think, you know, the Mike Gross Scapegoat Award, what I would like to call it, would be Dave Sip, I think, this year because of what has gone on with the special teams. And by the way, I'm not advocating that. I think Dave is a really good coach, but it's been one of those things that – Uh, You know, you look at the block punt, for instance. Well, you know, Rodney McLeod is typically the personal protector. A lot of people don't pay attention to punt protection, and and he tears his ACL. That's the reason, you know, you have somebody out there not used to doing it, and you get block punt, and all these things happen. And, you know, the holder goes down when Cam Johnston um, gets a concussion as well. So not only does the punter – He's the punter and the holder, and then Rick Lovato's never had a bad snap in his entire um, career in Philadelphia. Bad snap with Zach Ertz as the holder. It's been it's been one of those years.
1: Eagles right now are favored uh, by two. Unbelievable! It's how bad Dallas is. Pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing. It's absolutely amazing. The total set at forty nine and a half. Um, So. Let's just get an early week uh, preview huh. thoughts from you, John. What I mean, this question makes me laugh trying to say it. what What can the Eagles do this week preparation-wise uh, to try and get some things right? They did look good uh, in a lot of ways, but what can you predict that they're doing this week to try and go into Dallas and get a win?
2: Well, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, Dallas has – Obviously, a lot of issues defensively. They've had them all year. Lake Vanderesh is hurt again. They have so many injuries. Xavier Woods is hurt. So we'll see who's able to go, who isn't able to go. But even when the Cowboys have been 100% or close to 100%, they haven't been able to stop many people. And I think when you look at this team and the, the juice of the spark they have gotten since Jalen Hurts gotten alive, if you start looking at that number and saying, hey, teams are probably going to score in this game even the Cowboys with all the receivers they have uh, and all the issues we just talked about in the Eagles secondary So, you know when Carson was playing one of the issues were the Eagles couldn't get in a shootout, couldn't score points now all of a sudden they can so I I think they're going to have to score points to beat this Dallas team the question is can they win that 33-26 game instead of lose it, I think That's what you're kind of looking
1: at. How Not how good is this Dallas team now, but what have they been doing uh, right, if anything, over the past couple weeks? uh, Just to give, once again, that preview for the listeners. uh, How much better does the offense look? Where are they at right now, like state of the Cowboys? We know a mess, but just peel back the curtain a little bit, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, they've been a little bit better since Andy Dalton got back. Uh, and I, I mean, that's what you want from a backup quarterback, to be honest. Now, you don't want them to play as much as Andy Dalton has been forced to play. Uh, and, and when he um, got injured and then had the COVID issue as well, um, and then, they, you know, Eagles fans already know about Ben DiNucci and how bad it got at, at that point. Uh, but ever since Andy has been back, he's, he's a veteran guy, understands how to play, and that's what you want from a backup quarterback. And you know what? There is no controversy down there because when Dak Prescott's back, he's a starter. And maybe Howie Roseman should learn something from that. Uh, you don't want to invite controversy at that position. Um, that's all anyone can talk about now in Philadelphia. And that's that was a mistake. And we talked about it back in April. So that's not hindsight. Um, and – but again you there's not 32 good starters in this league at the quarterback position so it's kind of hubris to think you could have two uh, which is what Howie said with the quarterback factory Uh, again Andy Dalton is the type of backup you want the type of backup you need you just hope you only need him for one or two games and unfortunately that that's not how it worked out for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: John, last thing from me, um, I know that there have been reports this week of Deshaun Jackson hoping to come off IR. Uh, What are the chances that he plays again this season? Obviously, I think it would be tough for him to be back this Sunday, but would he look to return in the final week of the season?
2: Yeah, he wants to return, and the Eagles started that 21-day practice window. It's interesting. I mean, it it is sort of a balancing act. I, I know Doug would want him out there for the same reason He has all Sean Jeffrey out there because he knows how to play, just what I said about Andy Dalton. And we've had so many issues with these young receivers just being in the wrong spot, running poor routes. It's been an issue, Uh, no matter who, particularly with Rager and and John Hightower. Uh, Now, essentially, Hightower's been benched for Quez Watkins, another young receiver. He had the big play, but uh, there's no consistency there. So, you know, Doug's going to fight and until he's out of it, um, and he's not out of it. So, if Deshaun is is capable and ready to go, he's going to throw him out there. Um, now, if they're eliminated this week, uh, and he's not ready to go, probably week seventeen, it's probably not that big of an issue. But if if they're alive, he's going to try to play him.
1: Just another layer to uh, the drama in Philadelphia with the Philadelphia Eagles, our NFL Eagles insider, Johnny Mack, for his nightly appearance on The Fix for your football fix. John, we'll do it one more time tomorrow because the fix is off for Christmas Eve and Christmas. So we'll do a a full preview for the weekend on a Wednesday edition uh, right here on The Fix on AM 1490. You watching any ball, John? Get back to the uh, Lakers, Clippers, or no, you're watching Varsity Blues. That's right.
2: Uh, Yeah, it's ever. I I switched to basketball, so I I am in basketball. But looking forward to the eve of Christmas Eve with the fix.
1: There you go. The eve of Christmas Eve tomorrow night. Don't miss it. Thanks, Johnny. All
2: right. Thanks, guys.
1: Yep. Take care. Later, man. Uh, There he is, Johnny Mack. I mean, I think you go Varsity Blues over the NBA right now, 10 out of 10. I mean, it the way I bet this game, yeah, I would I would switch to pretty much
0: anything. I'd be on the Hallmark Channel by now. The uh, the uh, Clippers are taking it too. The Los Angeles, League. Oh, they made it a thirteen point game, but they were bet down fifteen plus at one point. So it looks like the L.A. Clippers again. It's early, you know. You've seen an NBA thirteen point lead disappear yeah, before we're in the segment. So
1: <laughs> that's, oh, wait, the Lakers are up thirteen. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. We come back,
0: and you know, I mean. <laughs> LeBron James has forty. So yeah, yeah. But uh, good segment there from Johnny Mack. again. I I think it's interesting. He a he is staunch in his belief that Carson Wentz will be a Philadelphia Eagle next season.
1: Uh, it, and it and I don't sense. blame him
0: for it. Again, it, it makes sense. But you know how there's no logic in a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So no. <laughs> they, yeah. they will cry or you know, the Eagles organization. Yeah, really, yeah, really right. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So. <laughs> It'll be interesting to
1: see. Certainly a humongous storyline to look forward to this NFL offseason. Yeah, it's um, something that's not going to go away. We're going to be talking about it till we're blue in the face. But just yeah. like that, we're one hour down. So let's get to the top of the hour break and Conlon and I will get into some more NFL and who knows what else. So keep it locked in right here on The Fix. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. Or Stripe Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.